thank goodness you made it. I was getting nervous there for a minute. Quick, get comfy because we have two amazing shows we have been dying to share with you and just can't wait a moment longer. First off, we head to the public theater for their production of Fat Ham. Say it with me. Effing amazing. Oh my God, it was amazing. Oh my God. One of the best things I've seen since theaters returned. Broadway <laughs> transfer. So good. Now. 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 Now, now. It was <coughs> so good. Every time I, like, every time I, I thought it had hit its peak, it found another layer. Yes. And sucked me in even deeper. Uh, there's a reason it won the Pulitzer. Like, oh my God, it was so good. A brilliant, creative reimagining of Hamlet. That, well, no, no, I mean... But yeah, that's... that's that, So, that's all... Like, all I'd heard before was, it's a great reimagining of Hamlet. You know, and Hamlet's a long play by Shakespeare, but this is a... And it's considered one of the greatest tragedies. Right, and this is a 90-minute show. So I was like, okay, so they've taken Hamlet, made it 90 minutes. I'm interested to see what they've done with this. And it won the Pulitzer. Okay, you walk in, and it's a backyard. And it's clearly like a backyard barbecue kind of set of thing. And I was like, okay... Where are we going with this? And all the elements of Hamlet are there. It's like the Cliff Notes version. But what they've added to it is what makes it that much better. I don't even think it's what they've added to it. What it is, is it's a show that takes the premise of Hamlet and decides to psychoanalyze it and go, let's talk about family dra- uh, family trauma and generational trauma. Yes. And no, let's no. see what happens when we we actually call it out and start breaking it yes. down. It deals with issues and ideas of the patriarchy, of religion, and homosexuality in the black culture. Yes. In, in black culture, not in the black culture, but in black culture, which is very important to be discussing. Um... Just touching on some of the design elements real quick. The lighting was really incredible. Um, I love uh, the brilliant use of the the globe lights um, when the ghost was present. You know, they drop it down and you see these globe lights. And I'm like, okay, ghost is present. Got it. Okay. Well, not only for when ghost was present, but when we were going to actively be breaking the fourth wall. Yes. And then the isolated lights and colors when we were having the aside moments. I was going to bring in that. Yeah. Um, the sound was fantastic. Always sounded like we were outside. Like uh, It was hard for me to make notes about the show because I was so consumed with it. But I do remember like always hearing birds and things like that. Or there's just... There's this sound... You know, it, if you've ever sat outside and even if it's quiet, there's just this presence of air or something you can hear and it felt like that. Right, because it's not quite cicadas, but it's not quite... Well, no, it's just you can... There's always a sound around you, if that makes sense. A low hum or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's like traffic or something, but even like in a park, you just... There's a sound, and that was always omnipresent. And and so you did feel that outside feeling, nonetheless. Um, the set was amazing. We never, Like I said, we never left the backyard. But the detail of the building and all the furniture and the barbecue stuff, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It really was. And the use of real food was incredible. I left so hungry for barbecue. And it was a Sunday night, and we were in, um, we were near Cooper Union, and I couldn't find any good barbecue that was still open. I was so bummed, but it was so good. Um, there was a slip-up 
where they dropped the fork, if you remember. Yes. And I love the recovery by the mom when she, when she dropped it, and and the play the just the playoff the two actors had, and I was like, good job. Um, the characters were all developed and fully realized and unique. It was really amazing. Like, though some of them were somewhat stereotyped, right? You had the mm-hmm. pothead guy. But- they were all always aware that they were a stereotype and a real human. But it only helped to enhance the message, though, is the thing. Yes. Because we were, we needed those stereotypes to be not only present, but to explore those and then to go, hey, why does this exist? Mm-hmm. What is wrong? And then so, you know, we're not going to give the ending away yet, but, you know. Um, the performance was beyond amazing. It was so good, so solid, so convincing. I mean, I wrote that like 18 times. The performance was good. The performance was good. The performance was good. Catching on a theme here. <laughs> you really just felt like you made a um, <coughs> profound connection with these characters. Like As an audience member, you really felt connected. <coughs> Excuse me. The journey you go on is incredible. And along the way, there are twists and turns, you know, a broken nose or an understanding mama or what have you that leave you wanting more. And I love how much that that exists. I love how much they broke the fourth wall. That only enhanced the connection that was already established. Um, I loved um, that the, the lead did have all of those, like, asides, those, like, those soliloquies, like mm-hmm. Hamlet did. Mm-hmm. And it was similar to, like, what Hamlet's soliloquies were, and I love, but it wasn't, it wasn't Hamlet's soliloquies, but it was similar to it. It was similar to it in the topics discussed, but completely different, because it's like, if Hamlet was talking about this, the, this show had our character speaking about this and... Well, if I mean, he, he talked about his father's death or his evil uncle or what have you, and, and, and the character did speak about that. But he spoke about it in his own dialect, his, in the present dialect, in his own yes. language. But he added some stuff to it, too, which I appreciated. So, we, like I said, we saw those elements of Hamlet, but it was also updated, and it mirrored different relationships or things that exist now, which I liked. It was, like I said, it was an updated uh, Hamlet. The audience was living for this show. And I mean, we always, I mean, this show is all about, our, I mean, not Fat Ham, but Sage Whisper. We're all about building a, a theater community. That's what we're about. Talk about a sense of community here. Everybody, we was all at the barbecue, you know? Everybody was living and breathing with each dramatic moment and joke. The air literally got sucked out of the room in several moments. But I mean, I remember looking across the audience. And I was back and forth cackling, laughing, and clapping. And there was a woman across the way doing the same thing. And I was like, why are we not sitting by each other? You know, something that this show made me realize is this movement of um, honest audience reaction. Yes. Um, Because it's something we talked about a while ago when we saw, I think it was... Ain't Too Proud. Mm. When the audience was, like, responding to the show. It wasn't Ain't Too Proud that... was talking about um, the thing I was talking about was oh when they put in the program where they said you need to react the way you feel it was Confederates yes I know that's what I was trying to say so um, in the Confederates where it talked about how 
people might be responding different and that you just need to go with the flow and yes. accept that and embrace that. Yes. And this was one of those first times that I actually saw could see the breakdown of the audience reacting that way and letting down that barrier of going, oh, but I can't make comments like that out loud while watching this. And it was like, well, I, I can. And it was encouraged in a weird way. And like, yes. as a room, we all kind of were like, yeah, we can have this reaction. And so it was really cool to see yep. the audience reaction to it. My mom's second show, I think it was, when she was recently out here, we saw Tina, the Tina Turner musical. And it was a matinee and I just leaned over and I said, okay, I just want you to know there's going to be a lot of people reacting. She's like, of course, it's a Broadway show. I said, no, no, don't shush people. Just go with the flow. And Unless they're taking away from the performance. Right. Don't. And when we got to intermission, she's like, ah, you know, it's weird that people are like hooting and hollering and clapping. And, and I said, that's because theater is church. Everybody's allowed to praise in church. And my mom, like the light went off. She went, oh my gosh, yes. And I said, this is where theater is now. If we are so inclined or so engaged by an actor, we are going to not just laugh or cry. We are also going to, mm-hmm, or, mm, you know, like, we're going to let them know, like, we're here, we're breathing, we're, you you are doing something on stage to engage or elicit a reaction from us. It's not just for applause. It's not film. You were expecting some reaction from us. We are a live audience. So, you know, anyway. The final scene had everyone on their feet dancing, really enjoying the show. I Honestly, mean, I was living in that moment. I was living for everything that happened in the finale. Yeah. The story and message behind it was really the most powerful thing. I would put it in the same family as a strange loop right now. Yes, because I definitely think that it's about the black queer experience. Yeah. And it's an important story and message that needs to be told. So 10 out of 10 would recommend incredible, Go got an extension, take it away. Tickets for this show currently playing at the Public Theater are on sale through July 17th, our show today we are heading back to broadway where we attended plaza suite at the hudson theater we almost did they accidentally kept your ticket even though uh, so we got a refund for it because you obviously couldn't go you were kind of running a different show at this time but they printed my tickets and they gave me two and i was like oh no wait i only have one. Oh no so i had a second ticket and i was like what do i do and I go up to them, and it's like five minutes of curtain, and like message a million people. I was like, are you nearby? You want to come see the show? Oh, my God. And I stayed at the house manager. I said, you've actually refunded me for this ticket. I don't know what to do with it. Do I just give it back to you to resell? And she's like, you have an empty seat next to you. Just have fun. And I was like, okay. Um, but it was fine because um, I met two lovely ladies from Jersey. Hopefully, they're, they listened to the show. I passed our card into them. So if you were the two lovely ladies from Jersey... Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the show with me. And The Empty Seat. Um, It's such a clever and well-written and performed show. Of course it's well-written. It's Neil Simon. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick are such an absolute delight. 
Um, and one thing I will say, and I was really surprised at this. Um, I went to go see Matthew Broderick. I love Matthew Broderick. I've seen him a few times on stage. Uh, he's a great stage actor. I've never seen Sarah Jessica Parker, but everyone was probably going to see her because of her sex in the city, right? I mean, she's known for a lot more than just that. But that's the main allure. And, I, and I've never seen Sex in the City, and I have no desire to. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker totally eclipsed Matthew Roderick in the show. And I was like, girl! Like, Let's talk about women, uh, strong women outshining their husbands. Uh, well, you know, and I mean... I think if it had been anybody else, I don't think the, the chemistry and whatnot on stage would have been the same. But I was so pleasantly shocked right out the gate. And I was like, okay, I'm in this to win this. Like, I, I want more. The set was so gorgeous and detailed. Love the layout of the hotel room, the use of real food, the ornate details to the room with the fireplace and the phones and the bar. Like, it was giving me vintage plaza realness like it was so it also kind of reminded me a little bit of lend me a tenor but much brighter and yeah it was beautiful the lighting was amazing so perfect and so right not too bright not too dim just bright enough not intrusive you know you know that kind of lighting that you just like eh, yay sound design flawless costumes gorgeous beautifully constructed and perfectly fit oh my god um that hat for SJP in Act 3. Oh my god, that hat was everything. That hat. All that hat. And speaking of things in heads, or on heads, the wigs. Both of them were in wigs. So, Matthew Broderick had a wig. He had three. Because um, there were three different time periods and three different couples. So the wigs were fabulous. Um, I loved them. Um, and I'm sure they were actually pinned in. They weren't like a quick rig thing because they had time, but they were wonderful. Um, and I love the three different styles of, of SJP's, uh, wigs. I did get nervous in, in the third act between the wig and the hat with all the, and that was the more physical comedy, uh, act. So a little nerve wracking. Uh, as I've mentioned, the acting was phenomenal. I thought... SJP should have gotten a Tony nom. I felt like she got snubbed. I really did. Look, if you're going to have seven actors nominated for a Tony, why can't you have more women? Just put that out there. Um, her characters were so different yet similar. And they were so funny. They were similar in accent, and they were all kind of Jewish. Um, they were different in age and mental togetherness, too. But it's just... They were... they. Close enough to be strung together, but different enough to be those different individuals, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> Matthew Broderick had three subtly different characters that perfectly balanced out Sarah's character, which was wonderful. I would say Matthew was a straight man and, and, and Sarah was the chaotic character on stage, which you need in any good comedy. Beautifully directed. Beautifully performed. I think Act 3 by far was my favorite. And that was the quintessential Neil Simon, the wedding scene. Because it had all the physical comedy, the pratfalls, the, you know, crazy lines. Matthew Broderick going out on the ledge of the hotel with the thunderstorm. I mean, you know. I love Neil Simon's work. I, he's so good. It was, it's such a great Neil Simon show. So, loved this show. It was, I, it was a real delight. I love So Happy. 
Sadly, the show closed on July 10th, 2022. And this concludes this episode of the Broadway Bulletin. Be sure to tune into our next edition coming out every Tuesday and Saturday. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez. And I'm Hope Bird. Reminding you to turn off your cell phones. Unwrap your candies and keep your mask on. And keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at StageWhisperPod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Booga Blue by U.S. Army Blues. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you'll find all the information about our backstage pass. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you. Hi.